0: Alright, do you ever play that game when you're in the checkout line of the grocery store and you look at what the person in front of you is buying and try to figure out what dish they're going to be making? That's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna show you what I have, you're gonna tell me what we're making. So, we have got a bunch of almonds. We've got cashews. We've got a whole pile of dried fruit oats, maple syrup, flax seed, and wheat germ. What do you think we're making? We are making granola of course. Got all the fixings to make granola and uh, I also got a ton of mason jars and I thought that we could make granola and give that as our gifts to people, our friends, at the holidays this year. My granola recipe is a Joanne Tom original. So I thought that would be a cool way to honor her. Um, And would be fun to make with Alice and like a nice gift to share. So I was all excited to make these jars of granola. And then, last week, our friends stopped by with their Christmas gift to us. And here's what they brought us. They brought us A giant tin crammed full of homemade cookies. A bag that used to be much bigger than this full of dark chocolate covered homemade caramel corn. An enormous bag of really nice organic coffee. A bag of kinetic sand for Alice. Oh and a onesie for Sal which says, Turtly Awesome. and How great are those gifts? So I looked at this huge haul that they had brought us and you know what? Suddenly I didn't feel that great about our measly little jar of granola because Bless your health-conscious heart, Joanne, but nothing I make with wheat germ and flaxseed is gonna taste anywhere near as good as these oatmeal chocolate chip with vanilla almond extract cookies, which I was gonna show you, but I apparently have eaten all of them already. So <laughs> I no longer was super excited about making my granola. and. Um, this is, jokes aside, this is something that I actually struggle with a lot which is I have this habit of kind of keeping mental tabs on what friends have done for us and given us versus what we've done for them. I don't know if any of you do that. It's it's not a good thing so I'm like I'm constantly tracking um, You know are we ahead are we behind if we're behind like what can we do for them to kind of catch back up if there's something we need like some favor we need to ask i'm stopping to calculate like have we done something for them recently enough um, that it's okay for me to ask this of them right now and if we're getting them something is it good enough and um and like sometimes especially right now it gets a little out of control To the point where last week when I opened these awesome thoughtful gifts actually honestly my reaction was dismay because I was like these are really great gifts and now I have to go out and find something else something like bigger and better for them and I have to get this done before Christmas. And like for sure that is not how they wanted me to feel when I got this gift from them and for sure that's like not really how I want to feel and that's definitely not how God wants us to feel when we get a gift, right? Our gospel readings for today Um, the picture that they paint is really quite striking if you stop and think about it so Mary and Joseph have gone to the temple to dedicate Jesus essentially give him back to God um, and there they are in all the hustle and bustle of the outer uh, sanctuary of the great temple so there's people everywhere there's vendors everywhere it's loud it's noisy and out of the crowds come this old old man Simeon who grabs their child from them out of their arms and so you think about that from our modern perspective and we're like whoa stranger danger boundaries yikes um, But the picture that Luke paints of this scene is actually quite tender because Simeon takes the child in his arms and looks down at him and starts singing and essentially sings to God. So Simeon is quite old, someone who is basically just waiting to die but looks at this little baby, takes him in his arms, look at this baby and says essentially all right, God I'm ready to go I can now die in peace because I have seen this gift that you've given us and given the world and then too um, in the next paragraph Anna you know an old and lonely woman who has been both of those things for a very long time looks at this child and starts telling everyone around this kid is gonna do great things You just watch. And friends, here's what I want you to consider. Yes, of course, Jesus is special. That is one special baby there in Simeon's arms. But so are you. So are you, and so am I. And so is your bouncing off the walls toddler and your politically incorrect uncle and your awkward neighbor and you're like way too much to handle right now, friend. And your family, yes, even your family with all of its bumpy edges and its trauma and its drama and its pain, all of these people, we are meant to be God's gifts to one another. And two things in saying that. First is I don't at all mean to make light um, of the ways that relationships can go wrong. And um, this doesn't at all mean that we need to somehow like learn to see people who hurt us as a gift. Um, But it does hopefully help us reframe it a little bit when someone is driving us crazy to think of them as God's gift to us. And to know that even though that does get broken That true intent, that's what's there. We are all meant to be gifts to each other and to this world. And then um, the second thing is just, that goes for you too, right? That goes for you too. You are God's gift to this world. So don't forget that. And don't forget to act like that, hey? I'm just so stuck on that image of Simeon, uh, that old, old man holding that newborn baby, eight days old. And um, and Anna too. And some of my very favorite photos are photos of Alice when she was really little and got to meet folks that who, who were quite old. So like the picture of her with her great-grandmother Lucille who died last month, or or when she got to meet Cross Lutheran's oldest member, Sammy Lee, who um, was 102 years old and four months. And Sammy Lee said that once you hit 100, you start counting months again, just like when you're a baby. And so the moment that 102 years and four-month-old Sammy Lee met four-month-old Alice, that moment Or when uh, we went to El Salvador when Alice was uh, like three, two or three months old and she met Angel's abuela and fell asleep in her lap. And we haven't gotten to do any of that with Sal, right? Who is now three months old herself. Um, We haven't gotten to do any of that. The closest we've gotten is like holding Sal kind of in the vicinity of Lucille, her namesake. And um, and she died just a week and a half after that. And that really breaks my heart um, that we haven't been able to do that. Because there's something, when we see that, when we see someone so old with someone so young, there is something instinctively in us that knows that we're witnessing something holy, something sacred. And to be honest, I don't know exactly what it is, right? But I'm thinking Mary and Joseph felt it and I hope that somehow Jesus felt it and we know that Anna and Simeon felt it and maybe it's I don't know maybe it's just like that awareness of our common humanity because I mean think of Alice with that El Salvador abuela they have nothing in common, right? One is old, one is young, one is white, one is brown, one is born into poverty, the other is born into privilege, and yet you see that connection, that bond of common humanity that it turns out is actually the only thing that matters, or at least the thing that matters most. Or maybe it's not that, maybe it's not our sense of humanity and our sense of each generation kind of paving the way for the next, maybe it's just the awareness when we see that, that life is a gift. eh? And growing old enough to reach that point is a gift, it's a privilege and it's one that's denied to many, too many. Or maybe it's just that you know when you see someone that young and someone that old they're almost closer to God in some way because the one has been with God so recently and the other soon will be, both of them together, poised on the precipice of a miracle. So whatever gifts we exchange this holiday season, whether they are beautiful huge tins of cookies or measly little jars of granola, may we finally, or may I finally at least, Just let go of any shame, guilt, comparison, judgment that goes along with gift giving. And may we just give joyfully because these things that we exchange, it's really just our way, right? When we give a gift, we're just trying to say to that person, hey, I'm giving you this gift because you are a gift to me. And it's the same thing when it comes back. So when we give something, may we give with great joy in gratitude for the person to whom we give it. And when we receive something, may we receive it with great joy, knowing that it is given with great gratitude by the one who gives it. May we work really, really hard at seeing everybody around us as a gift. And when we see each other, may we really, truly see each other. And in the seeing, may we like Simeon and Anna, burst into song. Amen.